Lava Rada. Now, this comes from a song. The name comes from a song, and only a guy like John Huber or Crowned Heads is going to find that connection. And then again, only John Huber of Crowned Heads, who makes some cigars that I am just over the moon about, would say, I'm not only going to partner with Ernesto Perez Carrillo, I'm going to let him take the lead. I'm going to listen. As much as I know about cigars, I'm going to listen to a guy who has forgotten more about cigars than I'll ever know. And I'm going to bring the world La Vereda. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy was able to grab this at the Premium Cigar Association trade show when we were in Las Vegas. This is what they were talking about. The people at Crown's Heads, this is the cigar they were all about right here. The La Vereda. This is the number 50. It comes in actually four different Vitolas, and the name is based on the ring gauge. So this is the 50, a 5 and 3 eighths by 50, which means it's 5 and 3 eighths inches long. <laughs> Always makes fingers Malloy laugh. And 50 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick it is around. <laughs> a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. So this is right in the sweet spot of where I like to be, fingers Malloy likes to be, in terms of mouthfeel. Some people, like the people over at Cigar Aficionado, this is a bigger cigar for a crowned heads. They usually do things in those 48s and, and keep things a little bit smaller, a little bit uh, tighter. I think that this is interesting from its flavor profile, a Nicaraguan Jalapa wrapper, which according to John Huber is four years aged, uh, and then Nicaraguan in the binder with filler that is Dominican. And the first thing that comes out, fingers, is that this thing is smooth as glass. Now, I'm talking about the wrapper itself. You can feel some bumps. You can feel some of the leaf. But it's oily but smooth. Just ridiculous to the hands. Not overly oily. Just a touch of oil. And, man, it really feels good in the hand, doesn't yeah. it? I, I mean, it, it's got some heft to it. Are you saying beefy? Beefy. Yeah, but do you feel it's beefy? Yes, it is beefy. Uh, and we just lit this. We're just in the first third. Uh, but it, so it's it's hard to, to jump to conclusions here on, on some of the things. You know, it, it's, you know, as far as, uh, you know, you've got an even burn, you know, all, all that stuff. So it's just so far, so good. So far, so good. We're going to, of course, smoke the whole thing down to the very, very nubbin. I have found myself a fan of Crown Heads, as you have. You guys have talked, and, you know, what he's doing now with some of his podcast work and stuff. Want to see him be as successful as can be. What I like here in this Lavareda, and yes, we have just lit it up. Now's a good time to get out your notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? We've got crazy heat in Indianapolis, as many places across the country do. Stay safe. Hydrate when you're smoking your cigars. Make sure you get some air conditioning on you. From, from time to time and check in on a neighbor. It's a nice thing to do. Um, what did you eat? What did you drink? That weather is absolutely going to affect your palate. That much is going to happen. And then break the cigar up into thirds in your head. First third, second third, and final third. And what are the flavor notes you get from each third of the cigar? When you smoke it a couple months from now, you smoke it again. You take those notes. You look at it and you compare. What are the through lines? That's your flavor profile for the cigar. One of the things I liked about this there was a scent of the farm on, on the cold, on the nose, as you were, as I was smelling the cigar. A scent of the farm. Do you know what I mean by scent of the farm? Are you, are you calling it farm fresh? 
Um, not Farm Fresh. <laughs> no. I don't think it was that intense. But there was a scent of a uh, of relief. Ah. Fresh on, from the farm. Not maybe fresh, but a scent of the farm and a scent of relief. That's I think fair. is what I'll say. Uh, before you lit it. But I'm not really getting much of that as we're getting into the first third. For me, there's black pepper, uh, some chocolate, uh, and, and maybe a little bit of that. Maybe a little bit. Of, how are we going to read? How are we going to uh, describe that? Scent of the scent farm. Scent of the farm is what we... Maybe. That's a manure scent. That is like an earthy farm manure scent, Maybe which a, a is touch, awesome. But to me, it's more black pepper with, with some chocolate. I think you're absolutely right about the spice. It hits hard at first. Not brutal, just hard. Really coats the middle of the tongue, right? And, and I think black pepper is exactly what you're talking about there. That is what you get right off the bat with this. But the draw is super easy. We did a straight cut on this. There's nothing else that you would do. There'd be no reason to do a V-cut and intensify the draw. I don't think this is a cigar that you want to get more intense with. The La Vareda from Crowned Heads doing it the 5 and 3 eighths by 50. I, you're, you're, de- you're dead on about that pepper, man. That is right there with you. But you said coffee. or did, Wait, you said chocolate. Chocolate, Sorry. yeah. You said chocolate. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm, I'm going He's in. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we call the Memphis Munch. That's not... No? You're a little oh. early. Oh. You're a little early. We'll get there, I promise. I don't know if that's chocolate. What do you think it is? I would argue that it is a touch creamier than it is chocolatey. That's fair. What it is is thick. And that's the part that I'm also enjoying off this, this start as we're just in the first third. Yes, there's this big pepper hit. Less, slighter than a pepper bomb. Yeah. But hits hard, hits right there. But it's almost kind of it's almost kind of luscious. Luscious pepper ain't so bad. By the way, that was the name of my band there in college. That was also my Tinder name. Hold on, what else can I say? I met that was a girl, my psychic name. I met a girl once. Her name was Luscious Pepper. Well, oddly enough, girlfriend of Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> see. Oh, boy. Cousin, Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's a Dottie Pepper that popped into my head, and I, I Who's can't Dottie Pepper? There's Misty Peppers, but that's from Saturday Night Live. Mm. Who's Dottie Peppers? Dottie Pepper? I don't know, but her dad's a doctor. Ah, oh, look at that. He brought it all the way home. That's the way I would get to it. Now, maybe a chocolate will, will build, uh, will grow. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your humidor at $17.50 a cigar? $18 a cigar. Look, we're just in the first third. But, uh, you know, like you said earlier, you, you and I are both big fans of Crown Heads. Uh, they do great work. You know this is going to be a well-constructed cigar. It's going to be a pleasant uh, experience. And a readjustment in this economy as far as what you are willing to pay for a cigar, uh, you know, they've got a lot of great products there that some may be a little bit less than this. I could see having one or two of these in your humidor. Yeah, I need to smoke this because you take a look at where this is made at uh, Alianza, Tabacalera Alianza, and you take a look at some of the things that Ernesto Perez Carrillo is doing uh, over there with the short run and the encore. And then you take a look at some of the things that Crowned Heads is doing from there, including the Le Patissier, which I adore, uh, and from Osgener. I always pronounce it wrong. 
the Bosphorus. I really like the Bosphorus. So this is from the same factory. I'm in, but I gotta I gotta get all the way through because once you're getting me into eighteen dollars, even for crown heads, which I adore, you're forcing me to ask the question, mm-hmm. and and I can't answer the question. Until I get into this cigar. You haven't felt yourself re-examining what you'll spend on a cigar based on inflation? Oh, I most certainly have. I'm still more willing than you. But absolutely, I think everyone has asked themselves, what am I willing to spend on a cigar? Is it worth it for the La Vareda from Crowned Heads? When I was at the Premium Cigar Association trade show, I was with Fingers Malloy, of course. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Of course, talked with John Huber of Crowned Heads as we're smoking the Lavareta right now. So dig what he does, but really dig the, the levels of not just innovation, but the personalization. Everything that Crowned Heads engages with there's a story about how it means something to them. And, and I think they're very cool with the idea that they're bigger than boutique, but they're never trying to be what they're not. And I love that about them. I love that conceptually. I love it in, in, in the attitude. But every time we see them, definitely want to talk. I, I'd hang out with the dude more. Just dig his vibe. Am I allowed to say vibe? Am I too old to say vibe, Fingers Malloy? You're never too old to say vibe. Are you sure? I owned a Pontiac Vibe. Did you? Way back in the day. That's a conversation for another day. This conversation is about John Huber and Crown Ted's. The Four Kicks, the Headley Grange, the Azul y Oro. There's a bunch of cigars that I'm down with. But this, this uh, work that he's doing, and he's done before with Ernesto Perez Carrillo, why it mattered so much to him and why he actually kind of demurred to some of uh, Ernesto's wants ring gauge and really a a whole level of layout how that collaboration worked that's what we talked about listen it's John Huber right there of crowned heads he's a heck uh, of a guy Uh, the LV is the newest thing coming out uh, from you Really quick, talk yes. to me about it. So this is our first regular production brand with Ernesto Perez Creole and Tabacalera La Alianza since 2020 when we dropped uh, Capa Especial for Kicks. So Ernie and I started working on this in March, February, March of 22. Underwent several transitions, not only in the blend, but in the packaging. Got to a final point. Ernie said, no, let's start all over again. So I know collaboration gets thrown around a lot on this floor, but this one, I really leaned into Ernie, took his guide, even down to the ring gauges. We, you know, usually he said, you, you like those 46 and 48 ring gauges. He goes, that's cute. That was his words. But he goes, you got to go big on this one. So we went 50, 52, 54, 56. The collaboration conversation involves fighting ideas mm-hmm. and finding which, is, is it an admitting that one is better than the other or does the fight create the better idea? Both, both. I mean, I had the packaging to the point where it was production ready and I just had to, pull the trigger and Ernie's like mm, I'm not crazy about it and then usually I don't run packaging by Ernie this time I did because I really wanted everybody to be proud of this because it was a really mm-hmm. special blend for us and so I was like all right throw it away we'll start all over again and then we did it again and then we did it again and what you see is the final rendition why the collaboration on this one I mean you do your things you have a, yeah. a series of, of, of sticks out well, there Well, because what? it was the first regular production in three years with him one two the tobaccos that we actually ended up choosing were like very limited special tobaccos. The wrapper had been aged a minimum of four years. 
It's not a wrapper he uses on a bunch of different things. It's the only other cigar that he's using it on was uh, Encore, which was his first cigar of the year. So I felt kind of like, you know, indebted to him. Like I got to listen a little bit more because he's really letting us use the primo stuff. You know, it wasn't the. Is it weird the regular run in this in this industry that a guy who has been around as long as you have, and mm-hmm. that's not an insult, that's just fact, is still looking up to other guys and listening to other guys? Is that a humbling experience, or is that the growth moment? You, you, I think you have to stay humble. Otherwise, somebody's going to make you humble. I mean, I, who am I to question Ernesto Perez' career? That guy's literally Mount Rushmore for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's up there with Padron, the Fuentes, the you know these kind of guys, and the Garcias, what have you. So. I'm not going to question him. You know, it doesn't matter if I've been around for 20 years or 40 years. He's still the man to me, you know. Let's talk about the last few years, that whole COVID explosion, big sales everywhere, things come back to earth. Mm -hmm. What's come back to earth? What does the future look like? Well, I think it's not like you haven't seen a drop. It's not back to like 19 numbers, but you've seen it level off a little bit. Let's say that. Um, But I think it's, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future. You know, numbers are still good. I mean, day one, I really, you can't tell anything after the first day, right? Because right. we've had day ones that were great. We've had day ones that were bad. It's a three-day race, really, three and a half days. So I feel really good. I mean, our booth has constantly got traffic. It's busy. A lot of interest in the new stuff. You know, not only La Beretta, but like the La Petitia number two, Mule Kick, so, uh, Tim stuff, everything. So first things first, when he's talking about day one, day two, that's the PCA, Premium Cigar Association show. That's where we're at right now, having this conversation. And uh, the Le Patissier. Yes. We actually did a, re- we did a review of that. We did a review of the pie synesthesia. It took me three-fourths of the show to be able to say synesthesia correctly. Still can't say it. Oh, no. It was freaking, it was awful. Just call it pie. Oh, we'll call it pie. Pie go. synesthesia. Synesthesia. Synesthesia? Yeah. Oh, I've been saying it wrong. Yeah. Not, not never mind. I can't stasia. say it. I think it's stasia, not is it, stasia. Oh, see, now you don't know. No, it, no, I do know. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm being nice and telling you I think it's this. Hi, uh, so, no, no, synesthesia. Yeah. Oh, that I can do. That's easy. Yeah. At oh. least you got Le Patissier, right? Because oh. all of our guys call it Le, Le Patissier, and I'm like, no, it's Le, it's Le Patissier. That cigar yes. is a beautiful smoke. Thank you. There's a new size of it that's a torpedo. What I loved... The feel of that uh, that that I, I did you call that a lancero which one the the, the, the very first one it came out as yeah. the exclusive that was more like a lonsdale okay why the torpedo because we haven't really done torpedoes since i think the only torpedo i've done in a regular production brand was four kicks one of the original Vitolos was a pyramid um i just don't really do it a lot and i wanted to do something different and special for pca as a pca exclusive so we even changed coloration on the box to make it stand out a little bit more oh no i think that it's beautiful i mean listen i couldn't be happier noxa everybody from gustavo cura to raul disla nanoska joe all these people that have helped us over there with this with this cigar have just done an amazing job forecast for me next five years in the cigar industry what are you seeing what are you feeling what are you planning for well we already got 24 in the bag I mean, because we're going to be here in like, what, seven, eight months or something? Yeah, I know. Time is flying. Right. So March, we'll be right back, not in this venue, but we'll be in Vegas. Um, I've already got that roadmap cleared, done. So all I got to do is put the the boxes into production. I've already got the bands. I've got the the layout, everything. So that's already put to bed. Uh, Past 24, you know, 25 might be an an extension of Lavaretta. I don't know. I'm going to slow boat it. We're really going to build Lavaretta organically and really... We're not trying to get it in every nook and cranny. It's right. like we have a specific package. If, if the retailer wants to get behind it and support it, here's the here's the way you get in. If you don't, it's not for you. That's okay too. So 
How is your podcast going? What do we? Tim and I have done like uh, seven episodes. We were supposed to be doing it bi-weekly, like every right. you know tw- twice a month. But between his schedule, my schedule, everything, it's really tough to get us in the same room. So we're we probably should be more than seven in, but we're gonna do eight when we get back. So it's going okay. I mean, I don't know what to judge you. I don't know what the, the metrics are on it. We we've taken a long look at it. And we have a series of notes for you. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of notes. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I would I would appreciate Hol- the, the, holy. the criticism. Can I curse on my own show? You can. Hol- holy. Okay. So I'm gonna leave it right there. Right. What, so in a good notes. way or bad way? Well, what, what's well, your take I, on I, it? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's a good way or a bad way. Uh, I th- I think there's more in you. We just need to drag it out of you. Okay. Have you thought about show tunes? I have. I actually uh, I have a quite a vast portfolio of show tunes I've yeah. recorded. I have an album out. Really? Yeah. Like Gilbert and Sullivan? I just use a different you know name, ah. a pseudonym. It's like you know Johnny Walnuts. I have the the whole dinner CDs and two CDs. Johnny thing. Walnuts, the cousin of Fingers Malloy. Yes. Yes. It's John he Huber. Knows. John Huber, crowd piano on a couple of the tracks. Oh, fingers so, can tickle the ivories. We do a lot of cover, and tunes. he can also play piano. Cover tunes. I'm big on the cover tunes. So yeah, you know. So I'll, we'll get it out there. Good man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Cheers. I have a pet peeve, Tony Katz. That Is that right? It needs to be addressed, and it's about weddings. Huh? About weddings, and I think when you think of wedding etiquette and what to do. You turn to Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find everything Eat, Drink, Smoke over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now, Tony, I know back in the day you were a big wrestling guy. When I was a kid. I said back in the day. Uh, It's more than the day, son, but yeah. I didn't say back in the day Thursday. I didn't say that. You know, the Gordon Soli days, the the Georgia Championship Wrestling with Tommy Tommy Wildfire Rich. (laughs) Was taking on Terry Funk for the Georgia Championship. Terry Funk. Yes, Terry Funk. Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. The introduction of Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, the feud so he had with Mr. Wrestling number two. Who could? That was my guy. Mr. Wrestling two is my guy. I'm like, that's a guy that could pull off a mask. That's true. Okay, so but Hulk- no one could pull it off him. That's the part that was amazing. Hulk Hogan is getting married. Uh, congratulations. He's 69 years old. He announced that he's engaged to his uh, longtime girlfriend, Sky Daly, who's 45. They made the announcement at her best friend's wedding. And I've seen this before, and I don't know about you, Tony. You, you, you see a couple, they're getting married. It's their special day. They've invested thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and countless hours planning their big day. And, of course, when I mean their big day, I mean the bride's big day. Right. Uh, it's the bride's big day, and it's a big celebration. Everybody's dressed up, and they're having a, a fine uh, chicken kaboom meal See, yeah, brought chicken back. kaboom back, and I've seen this on more than one than one occasion where either someone will propose at someone else's wedding reception or make an announcement like this. Tony, I find this in bad taste. Okay, uh, I I uh, am here to tell you, fingers, Malloy, uh-huh. that unfortunately, uh-huh. you're right. It is in bad taste. Save your uh, announcements. Save your uh, proposals for your own time. 
Uh, now, I admit to you that I am an odd dude. I'm a rather superstitious dude about these things. When we had kids, I wouldn't talk about the pregnancy with anybody. I would not allow a gift to be in my home, not for a second. Afterwards, we could talk about, after, after 10 fingers and 10 toes, we could talk about nurseries. Okay, but you, you, you made an announcement. Announcement. I, I told my parents. I told her parents. The end. I, I mean, I mean, if, if people were out with us, you, you could see my wife be like, wait a second. What's going on here? You got fat, right? Oh, All those kinds of things. Um, but I, I, am, I am superstitious in that way. But the other part of, of, of what I am is not a believer that you get to steal anybody else's thunder. Yeah. And it's wrong. It's wrong to make the proposal at somebody else's wedding. It's wrong to make the announcement at somebody else's wedding and steal their thunder. You are 100% correct that it's wrong. And I know that other people see it. Otherwise, those people are also wrong. I am definitively saying you, Fingers Malloy, are correct. It saddens me that the great Iron Sheik has passed away because I'm sure it would have been all over his Twitter feed how much in bad taste this announcement is or or was. Yeah, even stuff like if if you find out that uh, you're pregnant or your wife is pregnant, you, you just don't talk about it at somebody else's wedding. You don't make the grand announcement. It's their day. They spend a lot of time and energy. It's respectful. And I don't... Why, why not be respectful? Why think it's about you? And, and this is about people not recognizing the other person in the room. It is hard for some people not to, recon, to, to recognize that they're not the most important person who exists. They're not the story. Sometimes you're not the story. Sometimes you're just an extra in the background. Yeah. Right? That's it. Sometimes you're whatever the Star Trek guy was who you know is going to get killed. That's you. Was you're wearing the red, the red shirt. shirt. You're wearing the red shirt. You know you're out. You got the you got the, the costume. You're like, oh. It comes. The red shirt comes for everyone. So comes what if, for all. What if the fiance is wearing a red shirt? Does that mean that the marriage is going to go down the tubes? It does not mean that. Oh. But you're right about this. I think what's more interesting is that Hulk Hogan still has enough money to get himself a 45-year-old when he's 69. What are you talking about? Hogan's got cash? Didn't he get like uh, $7 billion from oh that my Gawker God. lawsuit? I forgot about the lawsuit, the defamation suit. Yeah. With the, with the radio host down in Tampa and everything else. Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh, my gosh. I, okay, now it all makes sense. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I, I'm sorry, everybody. I had a, I had a temporary... Uh, Moment right well, there. I'm all good now. What, having said all that, we wish the the happy couple uh, good luck. Meh. So, there was, speaking of marriage, oh my god, CNBC had a piece, Tony, and it caught my eye for two reasons. Uh, one, because it, it you know it, it it went over the the divorce rate and the ten places, the ten U.S. places with the shortest average marriages. Okay. But the funny thing about this piece, and I'm noticing this more, these websites are figuring out ways to crap on certain states for no reason whatsoever. The 10 U.S. places with the shortest average marriages, Texas is number three. <laughs> That's in the headline. <laughs> 
It's like, why, why, why did you feel it necessary to throw that in there? Uh, apparently, they feel, felt that it was necessary to throw that in there because Florida isn't on, in the top ten on this list. Oh, Otherwise, it would have been Florida's number four. So the top ten places in the U.S. with the shortest marriages. This may shock you, the number Wait, one okay, place. Can I guess three of them? Uh, okay, guess what, you, what do you think is number one? Alaska. N- number two. Ooh. Look at you. And, well, and don't say Texas because you already know Texas is number three. Um, so Alaska was on my list. Uh, um, it's either uh, uh, Arkansas is on my list. No. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'll, get, I'll do Arizona. I'll just do all the A states. <laughs> no. That's what, what. I was supposed to have a plan, guys? Come on now. I'll tell you number one. It will be the least shocking thing you'll hear all day. Washington, D.C. is number one on the list. Sorry, not a state. You said states. said places. Oh, you win this round. Washington, D.C. Number one. The median duration of a marriage there is ten and a half years. Uh, Alaska's two. Texas is three. And this should be no surprise either. Nevada's number four. Yeah, yeah. I should have. That should have been on my list right away. Here's a, a what su- was I thinking? In the top five, here's a surprise. Utah. 18 years is the median uh, duration of uh, a marriage in Utah. There are 5,000 sister wives jokes that go in on that. You know that, right? No. Well, you know what I mean? Oh, you you married somebody else and then replaced it. That's, I'm assuming, where the joke would go. I'm not. Utah. I'm not familiar with this type of humor. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You are the worst kind of person. Left me to die on that one. Everybody's thinking it. I say it respectfully. And you're like, my gosh. Respectfully. I'm shocked to find that there's gambling in this establishment. (laughs) Colorado, Oklahoma, Washington, Idaho, and Georgia round off the top ten. The longest state uh, for, for marriage, New Hampshire. If you find love in New Hampshire, you can keep love in New Hampshire, Tony. Is that right? Uh, according to this list. Not Vermont, New Hampshire? Uh, Vermont is is uh, number eight on the list of the longest marriages. Okay. So. Huh. Look, I, I, I would like to see uh, marriages last much longer than they do. I'd like to see the divorce rate down. I'd like to see people figure out how to work their issues out, or maybe they should talk about these things before they get married. Well, you know, my life's motto, Tony, is live, laugh, love. Is that what it is? That's what it is. I didn't I didn't know that. I'm starting to think you're fibbing. Drat. Teaching smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Barbecue: Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit is now available at amazon.com or our website eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Pick up a copy today. Nothing sells bourbon like a story. Marketing is everything. Don't get me wrong, the juice has to be good, but the marketing matters and nothing says marketing like those who helped win the revolutionary war tea drink smoke i'm tony katz and that right there is america's favorite amateur drinker fingers malloy and this is the john j bowman pioneer spirit virginia straight bourbon whiskey that's right bourbon does not have to come from kentucky this distillery goes back into the early 1900s when the land was purchased and named after this family that fought in the Virginia 8th Regiment 
in the Revolutionary War. This right here, the Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel, coming in at 100 proof. Fingers Malloy applauds anything 100 proof or higher. We don't have an age statement on this, although the guys at Breaking Bourbon think this is between 9 and 10 years old based on their research right there. This is part of the Sazerac Group. Beautiful grouping of bottles that you can find more at asmithbowman.com. asmithbowman, B-O-W-M-A-N.com. And this single barrel right here has a very pretty copper, because it's deeper, right? It's not necessarily red. It's not. It's deeper than honey. And I think that's where we get the, the, the copper idea from Fingers. Yeah, and, you know, you, you've got it in the Glen Karen, Glen Ross glass. You're Tony. an idiot. Uh, and uh, sticking a little bit to the glass. Touch of viscosity. Glen Karen glass is what it's called. With the foot, it bows out and then, then uh, kind of narrows in, really concentrating the nose. And that nose, by the way, not an alcohol nose. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. There's a little bit of fruit in there. There's a little bit of a breadiness in there. No, no, if there's an ethanol, I don't, I don't, I don't smell it. I don't have an ethanol and at all. A hint of oak, but not a lot of oak. It's nice. It's nice on the nose. Yeah, it's sweeter on 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 the nose. It's it's not hitting heavy oak. I don't really get the oak from it. It's not hitting heavy alcohol by any stretch of the imagination. At 100 proof, sometimes it can, sometimes it can't. Uh, and but this, it's it's nice. I actually was able to pick up the nose before I brought it to the nose. Like I was able to pick it up from the glass itself as I was just looking at it in the light to really check the color fingers, Malloy. No, that's flavorful. That is a flavorful, full nose hitting a, a couple of flavors. Uh, fingers, Malloy, I don't have time to waste. The John J. Bowman. Now, there's a series of these, by the way. There's the John J. Bowman, and then there is the Isaac Bowman, which is finished in a port barrel. You've got the Bowman Brothers, which is a small batch, and the A. Smith Bowman, I guess you could call that the original, if you will, that is a 10-year cask strength. This might be eight to nine years, Fingers. Yes. Uh, well, you said there is no time to waste, so, Tony, are you ready for this? Oh, I, I, I thought we are going to switch roles here. Yeah, we're not. Oh, fingers, okay. are you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We start by taking a sip neat. We always start it neat. Sometimes you want to take two sips. The first one to really set the taste buds. The second to really get the flavors. Then we'll decide whether we're going to add a little bit of water, add some ice chips, or bring it to a big cube. Fingers Malloy, you have taken your sip of the the John J. Bowman Pioneer Spirit Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey. What do you think? There's chocolate. It's chocolate with some oak. Uh, and... To me, a very little sting on the tongue, uh, but there is a nice warmth in the chest. Oh, yes! Look at you! Yeah, for for You're once, not dead I'm actually, I, I, I'm realizing I'm not dead inside. But man, that chocolate is really there uh, uh, with that oak. Uh, it's good. John J. Bowman, the single barrel. That is what we are drinking from A. Smith Bowman. AsmithBowman.com. Here I go, Fingers Boy. I'm going in. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we call the Saginaw Swish. 
Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No, he's not doing the Saginaw Swish. He's doing the Memphis Munch. Oh, that does hit bigger than the nose. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ah. Wait for the transcript for that. Ah, yeah, right? Um, actually hit a little bitter on the tongue uh, for, for me. Um, I, I want to go with citrus. I'm getting orange out of this thing. Uh, which I didn't get in in the in the nose. I got more fruit. Uh, I guess maybe a little more orchard than than I got uh, the citrus on, on on the tongue. All right, maybe you could play with that as as a bit of a of a chocolate thing. Maybe you could see where that goes back and forth. A little bit of cream. Um, there there is some oak in there. Yeah, there is some oak in there that that you definitely definitely get. It wasn't a harsh center chest. I didn't feel it was it was harsh. I didn't say it was chest. harsh. Just a nice gentle warmth in the chest. Um that's that wants a cube. Okay. That wants a cube. It's there's almost a feeling that this wants to break out but it doesn't know how. Like I'm almost expect I was almost expecting more and, and after that, taking that in I should be like, "Oh, there's a pop of" or, and nothing comes. Nothing comes. Not nothing. Wow. Um, the the, the, There's the almost finish like a, is easy. It sweetens up a little bit from that bitterness. See, I'm almost time. getting now a little bit of of leather on the finish. Um, and, really? Yeah. And dry. And I'm dry. Mm. Dry is real. Dry is real. Now you'll forgive me, fingers. I just moved it right to a big cube. You, you do what I, you got to do. I, I did not even waste time there. Well, I'm going to put a little bit of cool water in mine. This, this is this is not going to be a neat one. This is not going to be neat. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing that I that that I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't drink this. But it's there's there was an expectation from the nose that did not translate. Now, some people might might feel, you know what, this is this is a very Easy bourbon, you know. The, the okay, I, I can see where this works for me. Um, I want to see what it is on the cube. I'll tell I, you. And I, and by the way, I never move it to the cube right away. Very drinkable, but it leaves you wanting a little bit more. Uh, I don't think anyone would be disappointed if you put this in front of them. But like you said, you just keep waiting for something to happen, and it doesn't happen. That's better on a rock. Um, there's a little more spice. Um, that that plays in a good way. There's a little more cream uh, that 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 goes on. Certainly a creamy, certainly a creamy with a with a with a bit of that uh, the, the chocolate that you're talking about. I think you can play it there, which again is a bit of a richness thing. It's more of a feel than it is a flavor. It's better on a cube, by far. Are you getting any apple on the nose? Not in the. Not in the flavor. I added a couple drops of, of cool water, and now I'm getting some apple. Are you having an episode? Do I, need to lay I don't down? know. I don't know. But you need a uh, doctor. I got. I've got no complaints from this. The John J. Bowman Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey. The question, of course, is: Is this in your liquor cabinet at the price point? We will delve into that in just a little bit. Find everything we do at Eat Drink Smoke Show. Dot com. That's all you got to do. And then you can also pick up a copy of our book, Let's Go Barbecue. Let's Go BBQ, available at Amazon.com. It's the perfect gift for, you know, Arbor Day. 
as we often talk about the economy and inflation and what's happening, we should admit that there are plenty of people who say to us, guys, what are you talking about? People are spending money like it's going out of style. And, and it's true. If anything, this economy is really super weird because the indicators say the sky is falling. And the malls say, who's having a sale? <laughs> it's weird. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Now, Fingers, you have noted many times that as a man who likes to head to Las Vegas... As a man who likes to sit himself down at some video poker and say, world, leave me alone, shut your faces, and then immediately ignore everybody except the bartender says one another, well, you need to focus, Tony. Focus. That's what you need. You have noted how much the ticket prices are for an airplane to Las Vegas, and you're like, dear Lord, this is nuts. Yeah. Everything's going up. When you, you look at the airfare going to Las Vegas, it feels like for some airlines it's nearly doubled. And then you go to Las Vegas and try to enjoy the Las Vegas experience. Now all of a sudden they're, you're paying for parking and uh, the resort fees are, are out of control. That vacation to Vegas has gotten a lot more expensive in the last few years. I often feel very guilty when I talk about trying to put together family vacations or I'm trying to go on vacation right now we're trying to plan one for December I cannot begin to share with you the things that I've run into and the prices that I've run into we know that we have to go to Florida and see family because everybody's getting older and you do what, what you must and, and part of it is you want to and part of it is you must and part of it is this idea of responsibility and part of it is I don't want that. I want what I want, what I want out of the thing, you know? And then you're like, oh, you're just selfish. It's like, no, no, I work my ass off. I'm entitled. Can we be honest for a second? I only, I, 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 finally. May I drop a truth bomb? Only, like only you can. Visiting family is not a vacation. Yeah, it's tough. Some people works out very, very well. Sometimes it's a struggle. I'm not saying it's not a wonderful time, but it's... it's oh, wait, that's exactly what I thought you were saying. <laughs> no, but a lot of times uh, you're sleeping uh, either in uh, a bed next to a closet or you're sleeping on a couch or you're on an, maybe you're on an air mattress. Uh, and, and it's not like going uh, uh, to a resort for four days and wandering down on your own schedule to the pool to get lunch. There's a there's a lot of work seeing family. It doesn't and again, pleasant experience. Wanna see the family. I wouldn't call it a vacation. Do you want to see them for that many days? Have we thrown out a number of days? Does it matter? I love my family too. I could spend years. This is a list from lifehacker.com. I could spend years. <laughs> None of us missed that, fingers. <laughs> The 10 cheapest vacation destinations in the United States. Now, I'm going to read you the list from number 10 to number one. Fingers Malloy, I want you to tell me, is this a vacation destination? Now, one could argue that anything could be a vacation destination. Yes, absolutely. Is this a vacation destination? Number 10, San Antonio, Texas. Yes. When and why? 
I would think from the month of October until the month of April. Right. And there's a, a lot of history down there. Uh, there are a lot of uh, you know fun sights to see, I'm sure. And then the food. If you're a foodie, I, I, San Antonio, Texas, I would think is, is a place you'd want to visit. San Antonio, Texas, an average cost per person, excluding airfare, of $322 a day. Holy cow. Remember, you got the hotel, and then you're going to take an Uber, and then you're going to eat every meal. Per person? Per person. That's what they say the average (laughs) is from Lifehacker. Let's discuss for a second the idea (laughs) of a staycation. (laughs) 322 a day per person for San Antonio? Number nine, uh-huh. Pensacola, Florida. Is that a vacation destination? Sure. I could see that, especially when you're trying to get away from uh, the cold if you're in a northern state. And uh, Now, Pensacola, you know, it's not exactly uh, 90 degrees in, in January, but, uh, you know, you, you can get the high 60s, low 70s. Yeah, I could see that. Number eight, Sedona, Arizona. Yes, that is a vacation destination. Pensacola is $315 a day. Sedona, my happy place, by the way, $296 a day. You could speak to this a lot better than I can. I've never been to Sedona. Would you say Sedona is your jam? I said happy place. I do not know if I am allowed as, I don't know, a human being to say jam. It's his jam, ladies and gentlemen. I love Sedona. I love Sedona. And what is dr- it? Is it this? I, obviously, I got to believe the scenery is beautiful. I, I'm a sucker for mountains in a way that's wholly irrational. I don't have to do anything else. I love hiking, and so any of those I, I, I want to do. Uh, there is a, an interesting food scene because you know uh, of that touristy side. You drive up to Jerome and that crazy mountain drive up. Super, super cool. Give me the desert parts. Give me the mountain parts. All of it. All day. One of the few places I could live year-round. Hiking? Oh, I love to hike. Don't like love. Love, I forget everything. It's so, so great. That sounds horrible. That's terrific. (laughs) Number seven, Salt Lake City, Utah. I'll I'll tell you, I was uh, looking at some landscape videos. You're weird. I know. Uh, trying to get my lawn and you know, get get rid of things like chickweed, uh, and there was a, a guy who was like a real big landscape guy, uh, showing how you treat uh, your lawn, and he was in Salt Lake City, and to just look out the you know off the back deck and see those mountains, it it was absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if I would be able to get any work done. Two hundred ninety one dollars a day, the average cost per person, excluding airfare for a vacation in Salt Lake City. Yes, a vacation destination. Number six, Kansas City, Missouri. Absolutely. It's for the food or for the Chiefs? Uh, for the food, and uh, there's a, a casino or two there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on Kansas City. For the barbecue, unquestionable, $288 a day. Number five, El Paso, Texas. That surprises me. Because that's not a vacation destination. I'm not angry at El Paso. Vacation destination? Well, then on top of it, it's it's not exactly the easiest place to get to either, is it? I mean, not necessarily. I, mean, I think but I mean, really if San Antonio, you, you get to San Antonio and, and go right, yeah. you're on the same spot. 
right? Same general area. I'd love to visit El Paso. I just don't think of it as a, a vacation destination. No, not not, and that's my point. I don't think people say I want a vacation in El Paso. I'm not anti El Paso. I just don't see it as that. By the way, number one on the list, Oklahoma City, two hundred thirty-two dollars a day. That surprises me too. But again, uh, I hear great food. things about it. I agree. I hear nothing but great things about Oklahoma. But uh, you know, we're on in Tulsa on KRMG. Uh, I just don't know if it's where people view vacation. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know. Everyone likes a deal. Something that, you know, makes it a little bit easier on your wallet, whether it's travel or food. But some things, uh, the deal is is too good to be true because it will alter your life in ways that you cannot imagine. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find our book, our new book, Let's Go Barbecue, over at Amazon.com. And don't sleep on Let's Go Bourbon the bourbon reader you've always needed. That's over at Amazon.com as well. Tony, you love yourself a sandwich. I do love myself a sandwich. Do you like yourself a Subway sandwich? If there's nothing else available. Well, wait, you know I don't eat bread, right? Uh, yeah. What? I keep forgetting. Right. And I, I part of me... Uh, forgets on purpose because I, it's just so sad it's watching so sad. you eat a burger... And you, the, the funny thing is, you never order a burger without a bun. You have them bring the bun, and then you discard the bun. Right. Is I there, put it to the what's side. What's the thought press process behind that? I hate myself. <laughs> Every single time, do you think to yourself, you know what? This is the day. This is the day I'm going to put that burger on the bun, and I'm going to take a big bite. Like, I'm taking a bite out of life. And then you see that bun, and you say to yourself, Oh, my goodness, I know what this is going to do to me. And you say, uh, to heck with the bus. That's correct. That, it is the latter. So, Subway, Tony, has this new promotion. If you commit to legally changing your name to Subway, you'll have a chance to win free subs for life. You know, that was an entire episode, actually a story arc in the show Community. What? They brought Subway to Greendale Community College and then they actually enrolled a student whose name was Subway, who legally gave up their name. And then they had an improper relationship with Britta, and that was the end of Subway. Oh, Britta. She Britted it. For those of you who watch the show Community. I'm, who's gonna cha- I was going to say to you, who's going to change your name to Subway? And the answer is everybody. Subway Cats has a really good ring to it. SB Cats? Can you go- they can't force you to uh, go buy sub if you wanted to go buy SB cats and then when people ask say well subway it's my name would you like a five dollar foot long for nothing I can hook you up people will do anything they'll do absolutely anything someone's going to do this of course this is a terrible idea from August 1st through August 4th subway fans and sandwich lovers alike can visit SubwayNameChange.com and enter to win free Subway Deli Heroes for life if they commit to legally changing their name. Do they get 12 a day? Or is it one a week? It says for life. I want to know how many. I want to know what my investment, what my return is on the investment of being a damn fool. My name's Subway, (laughs) but my friends call me Tony. Subway will also provide the winner with money to reimburse them for legally uh, and, uh, and processing the cost of changing their name. 
making it easy and effortless to become Subway and enjoy a lifetime of subs. This is ridiculous. This is... We, we, is there really nothing left in America? Have we done all the things that now we're doing this? By the way, I need to make a correction. I, I forgot where I was when I was talking about Texas, and I said that El Paso is near San Antonio. No, no, no. Austin is near San Antonio. El Paso is 9 billion miles away right near New Mexico. My apologies, Texas. I love you. You know I do. It was just a mistake. Please send your hate mail to fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So I pose this question to you, Tony, uh, not having anything to do with uh, geography in the state of Texas. It's this. Is there a product that you would consider changing your name to if it was uh, to provide you, if it were to provide you a free uh, lifetime supply of whatever that product is? Because Harley Malloy would be an excellent name. Uh, For Harley Davidson. Yes. That'd be great. Uh, is there a name I would change my name to? A product? Yes. Metamucil. <laughs> I would. I would. Because I would just feel so great all the time. Wow. No? How, how much does a bottle of Metamucil go for Gas, nowadays? GasX <laughs> Cats. <laughs> no? $3 bottle of GasX uh, every day for. Uh, how, how often? Cat, <laughs> Cadillac Cats? There you go. I can see that. Right? Mercedes cats. I actually met a Mercedes cats once. She was lovely. You did not. I did not. No, you did not. Uh, no, I'm not changing my name for just a product. For, by the way, how, what would you do with free Harleys, plural? If they gave me a Harley a year to ride for the rest of my life? Yeah. Harley, Harley Malloy. I could do that and be, and be quite happy with that. Yes, but Harley's also a name. That's if you why your, it's easy to If you called yourself decision. Davidson Malloy, it would also work. Yeah. It, it's, it's a wonderful idea for, for my friends at Harley Davidson to consider. So if I change my name to any place named Tony's Pizza and just call myself Tony. Mm. Wait a second. We're on to something here. We are on to something. I smell genius. I have some good news, Tony. Oh, Two in one show. Yeah. It's raining good news here over at Eat, Drink, Smoke. We've talked about how inflation has just been out of control. And we've, you know, it's, it's been a theme now for a couple of years. Uh, Coca-Cola. Oh, by the way, Coca-Cola Cats. CC. Yeah, CC Cats. CC Cats. Uh, says it's done raising prices in the United States for the rest of the year. So your Diet Coke, you can rest easy knowing that your Diet Coke will not go up in price for the next six months. First of all, Five it's months. just about August. So that, that, is, that is how they get you. Because 2024, you're screwed. Coke is going to be $42 a liter. They, that's actually an announcement. They, uh, CNBC has the story. Not only Tony. Will it not go up in price in the United States? Our friends in Europe can rest easy knowing that they will not raise prices in Europe as well. You know, it did get raised in terms of Europe. If We talked about vacations. If you're going to travel to Europe in 2024, they now require a visa, $8 per. Your passport is... MasterCard? I meant a travel visa. Oh! And so, yeah, so that's an additional cost. That's happening. Wow. Eight bucks per... You know, all, all this time, 
I, I, I've never, I don't have a passport. Never applied for one. Stop. Can we just, what do you mean you don't have a passport? I've, I have no urge to, to leave the country anymore. Like, I used to have these big dreams of I always wanted to go to Australia or play golf in Ireland. And now I'm like, ah, you know, there's an Irish-themed casino in Vegas. I could be happy there no. on vacation. You seriously don't want to travel? Nah. Wow. Nah. I don't like flying over water. You really do hate water. Yeah. Not a big fan of flying over. I flew to, uh, when I was uh, 18... Uh, graduated from high school. My my big gift was a, a vacation in Cancun, and while Cancun was great in in uh, when I went, and I'm sure it's still great now, flying over the ocean wasn't a fan. Really? Yeah. You got no problem with it, huh? Well, no, I, I don't have a problem. With it. I, I, do do I worry about what could happen on the flight? Of course, I, I always worry about that stuff. But in the end, it's not going to be the water that's my problem. I'm not going to make it. If the plane has a problem, the water isn't my issue. Gravity is my issue, son. Gravity. But you'll have your Metamucil with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll be regular all the way down. And there will, there will be, for some, if there's anything left, proof. <laughs> wow. I'm leaving plenty of DNA evidence uh, on the way this down. This took a turn at the end. Well, I just don't want it to be foreshadowing. That's all I'm hoping that it's not. The John J. Bowman Single Barrel from Sazerac, A. Smith Bowman Distillery, 100 proof, $50 a bottle on the cube. You can make, it, you can make that work for you. And from Crowned Heads, the Lava Reda that they did in conjunction with Ernesto Perez Carrillo, $18 a stick. More expensive than I'd like, but there's going to be a couple of these in my humidor. Crowned Heads does the work. And I just dig them tremendously. Find everything at Eat, Drink, Smoke Show. Come be a supporter and be a part of the Eat, Drink, Smoke Lounge. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media. On Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke. And Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.